0: Hola, hello, hi, bienvenido, and welcome back, or welcome to Mentors Today, Season 2. Ileana, ¿cómo estás, mi amiga?
1: Hola, Rob. Muy feliz acá en Guadalajara. ¿Tú cómo estás? Ya escucho que hablas un poquito más de español.
0: See, that was it. That was the extent of my español right there. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing exciting going on this morning.
1: The good news is we had the 60-plus people with the vaccine in Mexico. So that's a wow. great advance for the country. Uh, awesome. So in the next months, the things will we be get better?
0: Yeah, no, that's 100% sure. I am on the next list here in Los Angeles. You know, now recently, last week, our president announced that we're gonna we're gonna be able to get vaccine eligible for every human that lives in the country by May first. So who knows? We are loving recording every episode of season two so far, and today is no different. We have kind of a special opportunity today to see the world in the really kind of the broadest ways possible, um, right? And although we always talk about the fact that our entrepreneurial audience is made up of investors and entrepreneurial economy leaders and ecosystem builders, we do always try and look at every topic through kind of a broader lens of both the history and how we got here and the future right and so we're really really fortunate today to see see this world of ours through the eyes of our guest pablo jimenez from el país he's a periodista Uh, now i'm going to show off my limited spanish today uh (laughs) right he is a he is a top-notch world-class periodista from el país and el país is of course the world's largest spanish language newspaper probably media company. Pablo has spent the last 20-ish years of his career basically observing, interviewing, writing about our world, about our politics, about big industry, about global trends and interviewing, you know, incredible, bigger-than-life personalities, people much more famous than Ileana and I today. So we're, we're just having fun flipping the script on him and making him the super muy importante, famous person. I don't know if, if Ile, if you have a story, like, is El País super commonplace? Or of course. R- w- Well-read in Guadalajara.
1: So no, in La- Mexico, Haas, like... in all, all the so, okay. Spanish-speaking countries. El País is one of the most important uh, media news place to go
0: <laughs> yeah so so like when you were growing up did your dad read like el país in la
1: paz yeah well i mean now it's more common because we have the internet and you can access to yeah. all the okay. but yeah it's like one of the most important media companies to to get the information so pablo welcome
2: hello thank you very much for having me on the show yeah, no, we're we're su- We're grateful to have you.
1: We are really happy to have you here, and we are very excited to have this conversation today.
2: See, sí. yeah, and it's, been, it's it's so nice to chat with you again, Rob. I mean, yeah, exactly. met in LA just when I was about to leave town after six years living there. You know, we right. We had lunch in a cafe in Los Feliz. And I, exactly. I like the saying Los Feliz, I'm the only guy in town who said like that <laughs> uh, in, <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> and then we have been chatting over Twitter for months. And, you know, it's so nice to hear your voice again. Exactly.
0: Is, it's quite the, the 2020 friendship, right? Uh, you already said it, right? We met during the pandemic. One of the things that that was really interesting and random about our our meeting was that at that moment, you were literally only the second person that I had actually visited with. I was I was not just pl- pleased to meet you, but I was just super excited to meet anybody. And we took it very seriously. I mean, if
2: there are any uh, authorities listening, we right. took uh, our <laughs> we took every COVID measure very seriously. I mean, we did. It was, it was a one hundred percent twenty twenty lunch.
1: Pablo, we would we'd we'll like to know more about your career. We know now you're in, in El País, but how do you end up being part of this media company? <sighs>
2: My God, I started in journalism uh twenty years ago, and um, all this time uh, all this time i 've been a reporter I consider myself a reporter and that 's that's what i uh, 've been doing since the year two thousand um, I was fortunate enough to start my career and build all of my career in El país you know as well you said before uh, el país is the leading daily in Spain mm-hmm. and it 's also the largest publication in spanish in the world it 's been Uh, building an audience in Mexico and Argentina and Brazil for for decades now. And it's pretty well known. And uh, well, after 15 years in the business, I decided to make a bold move. And uh, I wanted to, always wanted to live in the US and especially in California. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just pitched the company. I just pitched the position to the company for Los Angeles correspondent, which didn't exist at the time. And the idea was to first carry the brand of El País to a place where uh, they speak Spanish, but where quality journalism in Spanish is very undeveloped, so to speak. And well, at the same time with that position, the paper had a correspondent who could cover the USA from outside of Washington, which was interesting, uh, especially matters of influence of Latino population and, uh, and the relationship with Mexico, you know? And, uh, what was, I had a green light,
1: <laughs> I moved
2: my family to Los Angeles and well, at 40 years old, I, you know, I, I, I started living an adventure that most people don't get to live ever. Wow. And it was beautiful. And, uh, the job and the place exceeded all of my expectations. I mean, I was in love with California before and, uh, it was way more than I expected and well, after six years living in Los Feliz, <laughs>
1: I'm going to say like
2: that every single time, uh, we decided we needed to move back to Madrid for several reasons. Of course, the, the pandemic accelerated all that okay. because we wanted to be close to our families. And um, well, I took all of that experience with me now, and I'm working now in the opinion section of the paper. So uh man, thanks again to for the opportunity to dive back into the topic of California and the Latino United States, you know, now from
0: Madrid. But it's yeah. uh, my favorite favorite topic ever.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's a big thing for us this year in the in this season as well. Right. So in our prior season, season one, which was kind of our beta test, we we were really focused on just our market and, and the people that we interact with in Latin America. And then we thought that this was a special opportunity one mostly driven by the fact that okay rob is suddenly here right all the time i'm, I'm now here mm-hmm. in los angeles primarily as opposed to having spent so much time in guadalajara in in the past five years or in mexico city or in anywhere else in south america so so it's it's really interesting and to have you with your perspective and now you know you're literally a paid professional opinionator so this is pretty exciting right <laughs> actually yeah that's the way to put it yeah <laughs> I mean, when you, i'm, yeah, I'm gonna note it down yeah down my this is it here. right this is what this is like having you on the talk show it's like your, please. Y-
1: that's your new new title <laughs> that's my linkedin tag
0: tagline, tagline. hey yeah. professional opinionator That's what we, you're, you're, is you are you are supposed to have lots of opinions so we want to hear them and there's so much to discuss we're going to take it in a bunch of different ways but like i'll, I'll kick us off with with kind of that big timely question that you just teased on a little bit right so From here in Los Angeles, right, where I'm sitting and and obviously admitting that we all know that that no matter where, where where Ileana is sitting in Guadalajara, where I'm sitting in Los Angeles, where you're sitting in Madrid, right, we're in complicated times, right? We're at a complicated moment. Um, Personally, I believe we're at a bit of a tipping point between kind of all the progress that we've made. In the last 50 years and all the progress that we need to make in the next 50 years, whether it be on you know entrepreneurial, economic issues, political issues, technology, inequality, climate, education, all the big bucket issues that we're challenged by are better than they were 50 to 75 years ago. But but there's a lot of pressure right now on on making things much better than they are uh, going mm-hmm. forward. And, and as you and I talked about when we met and Ileana and I talk about a lot. Um, you know, I'm sitting here in California, so I, it, California, for those that, that don't understand its relevance inside the United States, it's almost like a nation state, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it almost is, it, it, it it, is. It, right. And in context, right, size wise demographics, et cetera, mm-hmm. it, it would be a, a, like the fifth largest economy in the world. Um, it would be a large, a fairly good sized country by a lot of country standards, Um, so I, like, I'm just really curious from your point of view, having been here and now sitting back, looking at it from afar, like what, what kind of role do you see the state playing in, in building this better new world that I always talk about?
2: Well, as you, as you said, and as anybody, I mean, that sets foot in California, I think gets the same, the, the same impression. I, th- I think uh, everybody has to know, if you've been to California or not, that California already operates as a country, and um, some people think that uh, the lack of status of California as a country is a deficit, but I think it's the biggest opportunity for for, for, for that state. Mm. Uh, you have a territory the size of Spain uh, with a population of 40 million and the GDP of the UK, <laughs> and that, yeah... And, 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 and that territory is influenced the world as much as any country that sits in the G7 summit. Um, I think California right now is, is the center of the world. And because it's the biggest, how would I, how could I say it? Uh, I'm trying to find the right word. It's the biggest juggernaut uh, mm. that the world has seen of soft power. I mean, I can only think of something similar like this. I can only think of Venice in the 17th century. Wow. I mean, wow. Uh, no political power, but all the cultural power in the world uh, concentrated in very few hands in and in a, in a, in a relatively small territory. And um, I always tell people, you know, that they live in California, although they don't know it. I mean, Ileana in Guadalajara, <laughs> you're living in California. That you, you don't know it i mean that little computer in your pocket was invented in california or it was copied from one that was invented in california uh most of its applications are invented in california you spend most of your day on apps that are based in california and there's a california company that's google that knows where you are right now
0: <laughs> i mean right, so then she when she Google's, gets when she gets done doing this then she goes and watches netflix yeah. And the create the creativity behind Netflix that's right is
2: from and, California. Uh, yeah. yeah, those TV shows you love, those were conceptualized and written in California, and most of them shot in California. Yeah, that music that you love, yeah, that too was you know that was made in California too, and 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 also many things that you don't see. You know, like the biggest debates of our time, and I had the I had the privilege of report on most of them. uh uh, the biggest debates of our time are being held in california that like the future of energy the future of transportation the future of international trade uh, the future of extreme poverty in big cities um, the structure of texas who should pay how much all of these the these are the themes of our lifetimes and all of them are being discussed in california and i have to say pretty much also in texas uh, before everywhere else and at a level and they are being discussed as at an existential level uh, that, that you don't find anywhere else and whatever decision California makes on these issues is going to impact the rest of the USA and the rest of the world I mean the next 30 years are going to be defined by the solutions that California finds to these problems
1: wow That's- Fascinating. I never, I never thought or reflect about that. But what, what is it? What do you think is, is like the ingredients or what's special with California?
2: Well, I think, um, you know, California has been special from the beginning. It right. Was always, uh, you know, <laughs> even when it was a, 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 an outpost of Spain, uh, it was a special and a mythical territory and um um i mean there, there's of course the combination of 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 the weather and the mix of cultures and the uh, and the trade of the pacific uh you know every trend of the last 100 years has been in favor of california since the uh, um since the invention of cinema mm-hmm. uh and and um and the invention of the internet and and, and and the computers and the rise of China and the commerce in the Pacific, every trend uh, is driving the world to california and california has in in a sense uh, seized on that to grow exponentially i mean to uh, to to uh, I don't know if there's, there's an example like that. I mean, a society that has grown this much in a hundred years, like California. You have to remember that Los Angeles was was an oil patch yeah. in, in in the beginning of the 20th century. I mean, it was nothing, and um, San Francisco was completely destroyed by an earthquake. I mean, in in, in 1910, California was uh, meant nothing to the world, and and now it's, as I said, the biggest cultural juggernaut in the world
0: yeah that's and, a, what a, what a uh, strange yeah. contradiction right because you would you would think when you describe it the way you describe it you would think this is like something that's been a, like a country that's been around for three or four or five hundred years and it's not mm-hmm. it, it didn't, uh, and it didn't I, functionally exist and
1: actually i by the way i'm from i'm from california california Sur in mexico mm-hmm. my hometown is in la paz mm-hmm. and this territory used to be one like it, it used to be one california And actually Mm. now they still having like conversation between governments to align the strategic for the people in, in the States, in, in Mexico, and also in, in California, United States. Mm. And as you said, like in, in that time, um, in 1910, for example, where we were having a revolution in Mexico, there were nothing happening in this territory and, it suddenly explode with all the the um, colonization of the the missions, and then a lot of people move there. Mm. And for me, it's funny that that but, but it, that, oh. that it doesn't happen like much in the south, and it happened right. a lot in California, United States. And it has to do a lot right. with the government. I know, but. It, we used to be the same territory it has
2: to do. Yes. I, 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 used to joke that California is Mexico plus 200 years of democracy. Wow. Sort of like that. I mean, right? uh, um, the thing, the thing with California, I, th- I think one of the, I mean, this is a very personal view and has to do with your sense of the place, but I think one of the most, uh, I think one of the most unique assets of California is the lack of past. You know, it does not carry a burden of centuries. Okay. Mm. It does not carry a burden, not even... Of, not even a colonial burden because, right. you know, really, the, 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 I mean, and the Spanish period was like uh, 40 years and,
0: and it was, you know, barely populated when, yeah. when it ended. Or even in the history um, in the history of the U.S., right? Like some of our great... Or even in
2: the history of you know, right? the we, U.S. We, you, like California yeah.
0: was not a dominant slave trade state when, and, when, when know, slavery in, in essentially california, built entire segments of our country
2: just just yeah just think just think about it in these terms which is the defining war of california they don't have one
1: yeah. it,
2: it was the mexican war yeah. right right but there but there's not i mean the the you don't have this mythical uh you, you don't have the history of the civil war in california which was uh, uh Barely, barely scratched uh, uh, by the civil war they it, it just it just didn't happen over there
0: yeah. you know
2: you don't you don't even have um the second world war in california i mean the war of california is the war of the pacific yeah. you know it's the, mm-hmm. uh, pre, pre, pretty much you know it's right. uh, Guadal- guadalcanal and 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 pearl harbor that that's that that's the kind of mythical yeah, had, war that, had, that you hear world, about in yeah. california but nothing world else, II nothing not world war 2 nothing involved really
0: had world war two not involved the japanese and the pacific the very likely like you say that a lot of the buildup up of, of mm-hmm. california relevant to it wouldn't have happened because if it had been just a very an east coast kind of europe-centric thing it wouldn't have happened and i say it all the time to, to Ile's point right the little known fact that i i promote constantly right if if, if los angeles was a city in Mexico, it'd be the second largest city of Mexican it would, yeah. Yeah, populous, <laughs> after Mexico City so I, oh, I often say to my Latin American our clients and our business or entrepreneurs or investors, right like, and this is going to be the twitter verse fight of the year, but, <laughs> but like forget about the little nice little neighborhoods of Miami. I get that that's warm and that's a nice place to vacation, but if, especially if you 're a mexicano doing business or investing. Or, or trying to expand your business and you're not looking to California or more specifically Los Angeles. And you're instead looking to, you know, a, a, again, a small Caribbean tropical city in Miami. I said, you're missing the point. You're missing the opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, only,
2: only, only Texas, uh, could rise to the level of competence, a right. lot of competition to California. I mean, it's all happening in Southern California. Southern California right now is the place where, Three, The three major cultures uh, in the world are converging and uh, uh, giving birth to something that we don't know how it's going to be. And that's the, the, the Anglo-Saxon U.S. culture, the Mexican culture, and the Chinese-Korean culture. You know, that yep. is all mixing up there in Southern California. And you already have, I mean, there's a whole generation growing up in California who speak Either two or three of the three most spoken languages in the world, which are English, Spanish, and Chinese. I mean, uh, as you know, uh, it's common now in the schools in California to have a Mandarin program. You know, so uh, kids grow up uh, being familiar or even speaking two or three of those three languages, you know? So something's happening in California that is going to take over the world and I'm (laughs) certainly convinced of that.
1: And I I have a a question there and I want to know your opinion there. Um, You previously said like everything that we have in, in, that we are using right now come from California and all these big companies are based there. But at the same time, we have a big uh, community of Latinos and all these cultures that you just mentioned. Why are not, if, if there's a lot of people of other cultures, why are not these companies are leading by Latinos or, or another culture people the, the company is still led by people from the states. What what is the, their like the role of, of the Latinos or the Asians or uh, or I don't know the this community there? They, they are they are playing like more like a complementary uh, role for these big, big companies in terms of creativity or what's the the real role of of that uh, population?
2: Not, not yet. But I think it's coming. I mean, I, th- I think we, I think we're getting patient, and these are processes of decades. And uh, I think the first thing that well, well you have to remember that, that 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 the top guy in Google is Indian, right? So uh, it's I mean, uh, Silicon Valley is already filled up with uh, with immigrants. Uh, why not uh, Central American and and, and Mexican American uh, uh, immigrants? Because I think they come from, uh, most of them, uh, 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 they come from a lower, uh, what would be the right word, a lower background, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. lower income, like socioeconomic uh, lower level. And it takes years and it takes several generations to break. Uh, cycles of poverty and cycles of uh, yeah. of ignorance, but but it's definitely coming. I mean, they are part of the United States now, and 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 it will come. You you will see it. We will see it in our lifetimes. Those companies led by Latinos.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you can. So I'm broadcasting live from uh, from Koreatown this morning, right? And so in Koreatown, it's the perfect uh, example of that, right? So people often don't understand the complexities or the diaspora that exists here, but just in Koreatown, one, one set of neighborhoods, um, or as we would say in, in Mexico, <clears throat> excuse me, like one zona, one distrito, uh, it is two things all at once. It is both the largest population of South Koreans outside of Seoul, which is the capital of South Korea. Wow. Right. So we already just, mm-hmm. we already just, did, we just said a couple of minutes ago that Los Angeles is the largest population of Mexicanos outside of beyond Mexico city, right? And so now this is also the largest population of Koreans. And at the same token, it's one of the more affordable neighborhoods still in the center of the city and very accessible to public transit. And so its second largest population group is Mexicanos and other Spanish speaking immigrants because it's a relatively affordable neighborhood and it's pretty populated with like multi-family apartments. Um, so you 've got this interesting dynamic that 's going on here to pablo 's point. I can tell you from hand, you know personal experience the Korean immigration experience here, from all i 've learned from all of my friends that own businesses and are influential in the neighborhoods right that 's just unfolded in my lifetime right that 's just unfolded in the last forty plus ish years um, and so now, forty years later they 've risen to the points of sitting on the city council of Los Angeles of running for political office of of being the largest landholders and property owners and building developers in the in the city. So so I think to Pablo's point if I'm interpreting your perspective correctly yes. Pablo is that we'll we'll see mm-hmm. in the next 50 years we'll see similar rises from all the other immigrant populations from the central americans from the from the the different parts of Mexican uh, Mexico's population that immigrates here, and we'll see them rise to those positions, as well as others, they, as well as the yeah. Chinese immigrants and the Indian immigrants and the Armenians, and we have we have such a such a They wide are already range.
2: in the political power. I mean, the, you, you, it, it it's already impossible to 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 win a statewide race, and much less a Los Angeles race, without counting well, the Latino population. You know, like uh the the mayor of los angeles Garchetti, he he's like uh one quarter or one fifth uh, mexican or something like that and and he plays <laughs> that, that to the max
0: you know he's like I, he he's learning spanish yeah. he's learning spanish and I, I was gonna say he's like he's like a his family history is in, is crazy impressive. It's like he's like a Mexican, yeah, he,
2: he's he's grand, Jew one of his, who speaks one of his speaks grand Spanish, Spanish and French. One of his French. grandmothers was Mexican. I think that I think that's the connection. Yeah.
0: But but I think from yeah, but,
2: yeah I think from that's, that's enough for him to to go on rallies and and speak to Mexicans and say so like, uh-huh. you know the vosotros, like <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm I'm one of you, you know, like I'm an immigrant too. too, like okay, man, you know, it's. it's it's it, it, it's strange because his father, who was also in politics, he never played the Mexican card, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like right. You, that tells you about, <laughs> that tells you all about how how much it's all changed, you know. That uh, he has to
0: play a card oh, that yeah. his father didn't need, you know. And and that's the by the way. So I I want to I want to am going to tie a question back to something we talked about at the beginning, but I'm going to segue off of what you just said, right? In in this next question, which is. So another statistic a lot of people are not aware of, well, we are in the U.S., and that is probably a lot of the reason that we've had the kind of backlash of white nationalism and supremacy and, and the Trumpism that, it, that was born. But we're on pace over the next 30 years, I think it's actually by 2043 or 2044, so next 20 years, to become a minority-majority country. So the, the less politically correct way would be, say, the kind of the browning of America. Um, Which I say with great respect and affection and love because I think it'll make the country a better version of itself long term. So like how do you see that that affects us both internally and then then how does that kind of a new America play out in the rest of the world?
2: That already happened in California five years ago. So, as you know, as the governor of California and everybody in California likes to say, this California is the is the place where the U.S. goes to see the future. California is California is the United States twenty years before the United States. That that that's what it is. And 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 so what you see in California right now is what you see in the rest of the United States. And this is the uh, biggest challenge to the U.S. and and Latin America. You were asking what how is that going to influence. The, the the relationship with the U.S. and and the rest of the world, and um, but first of all, I mean, in, in this question, I, I want to introduce a concept that uh, has to do with something that we we, we were talking about before, and, and I think it's important that that people understand people who have not been uh, who have not been to California or Texas, and uh, I think people have to understand that the Latino population in the U.S. they uh, they are not Mexicans and. You know, and they're not Salvadorians. I mean, they they were, but, but not anymore. Or their parents were, or, or, or their grandparents were. But they're not Mexicans. They're Californians. It's a different thing, you know? The mm. codes and the insights of the old country, uh, they don't apply. This is a, a new demographic pool that is, you know, that is yet to be properly defined and properly understood, you know?
1: Uh, interesting
2: the Spanish definitely don't understand it. We don't understand for example why are they not proud of the Spanish heritage you know <laughs> like uh, this, this, <laughs> it, 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 this mm. is like a huge gap like a huge cultural gap that we have with this territory that used to be part of Spain you know uh, and, and I think right. and I think and, and and I want your opinion on this uh, Eliana uh, that Latin Americans the Mexicans uh, don't understand it either. I mean, it's it's becoming amissible. I mean, I mean, politicals, uh, politicians, you know, corporations, you know, they're they're, they're reckoning now with the, the, with this demographic force, and um, it's going to. Uh, I, th- I think the 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 rise of the Latino population of the U.S. is going to shape the culture of the U.S. in the next 30 to 50 years more than the Italians or the Irish or the Scandinavians or the Jews from Central Europe did. You know, mm-hmm. because they are, wow. first of all, they are more. And they are the first American culture that is not forced to forget everything about their origins and embrace Anglo-Saxon culture. Am I explaining myself?
0: Yeah, no, it's less, it's less, of, it's, there's not the that, forced it, 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 assimilation. Yeah, no, yeah. at all. But I mean, used to be.
2: Uh, uh, I, I think the, the, the biggest factor in this is the, the, the the closeness to their places of origin you know the closeness to mexico i mean if you yeah. went to the us if you if you are uh, austrian or um, italian or norwegian and you went to the us century you're pretty much leaving everything behind you know you you, you would never go back you know you were uh, you were ready to forget everything and leave everything behind uh, but the mexicans don't have to do that they still have no. foot You know, back in the old country, they they still go back and forth. They can go uh, on a weekend to get Guadalajara. You know, they can Mm -hmm. they they, they cross the border. So it's a new culture. It's a new it's a new American culture that has nothing to do with the other ones, and it's uh, way bigger than any of the other ones. And um, I think it has to be understood as a new as a new phenomenon and as 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 a new as a new demographic they're not they're not Mexican immigrants as I said at the beginning they are Californians they are Texas they are Arizonans, they are New Yorkers they're their own thing you know their own thing with roots in the old country Hmm. but their own thing definitely
1: yeah definitely and and I think it for example it's funny because you said like there's a lot of people from Latin America and there is like people not only from Mexico there are people from El Salvador, Guatemala, uh, from every other country in South America, and when people think about Latinos in United States, they think about Mexico. Mm-hmm. They think that like, they were all Mexicans, and, and they, think, and they think
2: about immigrants. They think about just arrived immigrants, like like you know, like people that have just crossed the border, and that that's yeah, that's not. And there's people that right.
1: yeah, and as you say, there's people like have born there. But their parents were Mexican so or Latinos from other country, so they still having their their roots as you said like I mean for example in my in my um, my family we have a family in Arizona and my cousin they she just had uh, two girls their parents are Mexicans and their grandfathers are Mexicans but the the girls will raise there and they will be like part of the new American culture. See,
0: you have a, you have a, like one of your best girlfriends, right? Ile, is in, is a Guadalajara or from La Paz. And yeah. She and and she Gage? has
1: this, this very border life. Like she lives between Tijuana and, and San Diego. And it, he has like a very particular way of living and she speaks both languages and sometimes she speaks like pocho, like <laughs> like <laughs> mixing the, the words. And it's very funny. And she said like she because she used to live here in Mexico many years, but her family was uh, um, in the United States. And when she came back and uh, she said like, yeah, this is like a very different culture. It's not they are not from the United States. We live, We are like a border culture.
2: Like it's it's, it's uh, so yeah. it's Mex America.
1: Mex mm-hmm. America is yeah.
2: Mex America is, is 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 being born. We, we don't know. Uh, how, I mean, we don't we don't know yet how it's gonna look like. You know, when it grows up. But it's it's being born right now. I mean, uh, uh, even you no. Know, and and most of your, your, your listeners like... are entrepreneurs, and they have to know that. Uh, even 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 immigrants, I mean you you uh, a Mexican that has been living in the United States for ten twenty thirty years is not a mexican anymore he 's a californian it's, you, you cannot pitch to that guy uh, in the same
0: way that you pitch to a Mexican in mexico it 's a different culture yeah, yeah. that's I, I talk in our business I talk a lot people will say there's there 's a conversation going on right now with a company from Chile. And he's, he's the founder, very ambitious about wanting to expand to Estados Unidos. And, and I, the first thing I said to him, I was like, well, here's, here's why it's worth to hire us already, because I'm going to help you understand it's not a Unidos <laughs> that you want to expand to it's you want to expand with based on what I know of what he's doing. I was like, you want to expand to California, to Texas, to maybe part of South Florida, to maybe parts of the population in Chicago and New York. I was like, that's it. I said, you don't care about Nebraska, or utah or idaho or any place in between absolutely um i said you, you need to think about it as as mm-hmm. nation states within um, uh, which is your point it, this is it's incredible i we could we could when, literally when, yeah we used to do this last year in season one we would have like, <laughs> when people like, you know when, when, when people we'd, ask
2: we'd, me about the latino market in the united <laughs> states i always ask back you know which latino market which one? Which one? Which one do right. you want? I mean, is, is it right. Mexican American? You know, I can tell you everything about Southern California. Is it the the, the, the Dominicans in New York? The, the, that's a different thing. That's a different Latino market. They all they, they speak Spanish too, right. but it's a different thing. It's a different market. You know.
0: No, and 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 like yeah, my yeah. my ex esposa, the the mother of my daughter, who herself is half you know my daughter is half Mexican, half uh, American, but they immigrated from central mexico to chicago to work in the meatpacking factories and to and then establish themselves that way right and that's a mm-hmm. different flavor of mexicano immigration than than what comes to los angeles or or san francisco or or the central valley where where agriculture is big so now it's such a it's i mean this is literally yeah. we could talk about it for days but it's so fascinating and i i caught something you said there i i, I think you I think what you're saying, right, is that the Mexican immigration experience and how that has changed literally to create this kind of new American model is is it's not just them. And then it's done. It's like they opened up a new blueprint right, for how you can immigrate to the country and how the country evolves. So we're going through something that, as you said, is unprecedented because there's a false comparison to kind of look back and say, well, they're, they're not immigrating the same or immigrants of any kind. They're not immigrating the same way that my grandparents did when they came into Ellis Island from Europe in the the 1930s. Like, so what you're saying, right. So it's this completely new experience that we're, we're trying to navigate, but while we're navigating it, we're, uh, how do I say this? We're like incorrectly applying the old rules and the old way of understanding it to the new world. And, and so what you're saying, you're, you're postulating is that there's a whole new model of what's coming, and then that's going to result in a new American demographic. And, and then my curiosity, what does that mean? when Because we, we are still, like you said in the very opening statements, which is amazing, right? We, 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 you believe we're uniquely advantaged in California because we are a state that is part of a union. Right. Not not a, not an independent country for a bunch of reasons. We're not burdened by that. And, and mer- maybe we're empowered in a lot of ways. So um, when we do talk about how we interact with the rest of the world, then, though, we don't inter- like we do interact with the rest of the world as California. But we still have to do it within a framework of the nation of the United States. And so how, like as the as the United States becomes catches up and becomes more California like over the next 50 years. How does that United States interact with Europe or Asia? I think the United States Latin is
2: already uh, pivoting to uh, California needs. You know, California needs a uh, 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 mm-hmm. uh, uh, stronger relationship with South with uh, with South Asia. California needs a stronger relationship with uh, uh, Mexico. I mean, uh, take the the trade uh, between California and Mexico. I think it amounts to eighty billion dollars a year right now, which is more. Uh, uh, to, to, give you, to give you a, a fact, it's, it, that, that's more than the trade of Mexico with all of the European Union together. Okay, that's California with Mexico and with Texas, yeah. it's two hundred billion a year. You know, it's it's it, you know these these are, these are right. figures just, yeah. that these are figures these are countries talking to countries. These are not. Uh, uh, states within within largest within 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 larger uh, political entities, you know, and so uh, the relationship. I mean, already with Trump, you already saw how uh, the intrication between California, Texas, and Mexico was defining most of the decisions of the of the uh, Trump administration in trade. I mean, whenever. Uh, uh, Whenever the Trump uh, uh, um, uh, threatened with um, closing, closing the border, you know the the Republican mayor of San Diego would fly to D.C. and he would convince him in five minutes that it was an economic disaster. You know, so uh, already the the, the of California and Texas are already shaping the United States and um, uh, the relationship with. Uh, uh, um, of the u.s with mexican central american that way to the rest of the world i think is going to change dramatically when this when this demographic we're talking about uh rises to the uh the upper echelons of power you know um but at the same time as, as i was saying yeah as, as yeah. i was saying at the same it's time a preview the usa will still be the usa you know uh, they are, these people are and they will be Americans. They will not be Mexicans or Salvadorians. They, they will be uh, Mexican-Americans. You know, it's a new culture. And uh, well, as I was saying, I don't think we can anticipate how it's going to look like.
0: No. Yeah. It's, and it's a preview. I mean, the, if, if, you're, if you're a progressive person, and that's not necessarily just progressive politics, but if you're a person who values progress, right, over, over past power and looking forward as opposed to looking backward, which I am, Um, then that's encouraging, right? Because what you're saying is we're living a preview both, by the way, it's, you know, it's been an unabashed love affair with California for 40 (laughs) minutes today, but let's, let's be clear, as you said in your opening, and I a hundred percent will, will validate, right? We are also a preview of the struggles. We are a preview of of the taxation questions. We're a preview of homelessness. We're a preview of economic inequality. Like, so we have to solve these things here, But for those that, you know, want to pretend with their heads in the sand that, you know, there isn't homelessness or economic inequality in St. Louis or in or in Nebraska, that's just bullshit. Right. That's that's just not true. Like it's so we're just a bigger preview of what's to come if it isn't already there and we're all going to have to solve it. And then to your point, the good news is we're 20 years out in front already solving it in in nascent Ways that we need to still proof over time again, and this is i 'm going to finish this, and then elie 's going to segment uh, transition us to the fun segment that we love to do where we 're going to get some advice from you for everybody that 's listening but to me it 's one of the reasons that I love living in this state, and i have i 'm not from here originally i 'm from Chicago, and then I lived in arizona and and i 've had this full experience that eventually took me to the west coast i 've been here for twenty plus years. I love living here because to me, there's an entrepreneurialism that is baked into the culture, right? So whether it's, whether it's the Hollywood industry culture, like my 27 year old daughter, who's now a writer's assistant in the television industry at Sony, or whether it's the people that are producing movies and television, or whether it's the the Silicon Valley people in the Bay area, or now a lot of that has migrated to Los Angeles or anything in between to me, the culture, the fashion, the music that to me, that's entrepreneurial. Like this is every, everything like my dad used to say, like, if I don't care what your job title is, everybody has a responsibility in their job to sell, right? Like you're, you've had to sell mm-hmm. hundreds of stories to editors, right? And you've probably had to sell hundreds of stories to potential interview subjects to convince them why you write sell story Los Angeles. Is interesting or good for them. And so to me, Right. Like that's the culture. Like to me, the culture of, of L.A. and of, of California that is so compelling. I mean, I it's visceral to me. If you can't hear <laughs> my voice has been elevated now on a Sunday morning, like because I'm so passionate about this, not because I'm some like weird booster of the city. Like, again, I'm I'm, I'm I I love Chicago for what it means to the country and what it meant to me growing up. It's my home. I will always be from Chico- a Chicago guy living in L.A., but to me, Los Angeles and California, and I got here about twenty-two years ago, twenty-one ish. Like I thought that it was the future since I landed here, and I and a hundred percent believe it's the future the way you describe it now, um, and that's 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 an immense opportunity for everybody. And again, like I've staked our, my entire business on this, right? Our podcast. The whole point of this is to build bridges, right? To build bridges between Latin America. Uh, Mexico and the broader swath of Latin America, including South America and California, as a proxy for Estados Unidos, because I think this is what's going to build the next fifty years and pull everybody else up. And say this is what Estoy this is how it can be done. That's my speech for today. <laughs> I got, I got a, you. Got me a little excited. Great, <laughs> you got me a little excited. Yeah, Ile, so, Ile, so Ile, let's, let's
1: wrap. This yeah, up so in, before in we go, we always ask ways. our guest to give us three pieces of advice for our listening. Uh, So (laughs) no pressure, but (laughs) now we only want to know like your opinion of what should people take in account when they think about California?
2: What should people take in account uh, when people think about California? Uh, They are thinking about a whole country. They are not thinking about a part of a country. They are thinking about a whole country that operates as a country and pretty much it, it used to. It used to have a lot of complexes, and uh, it used to look up to New York, and it used to look up to, the, to Chicago, and it used to look up to the big cities of, of the East, but it doesn't anymore. And then uh, and, and the second part of this is this is not a remote place. You are not in a remote place. You are in the center of the world, and you can realize that just by looking at your phone or switching on your TV. You live in California.
1: Nice, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at the, since the beginning, when you say that, it was like I was starting to look like everything in my room, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty true. Everything like around me, it's maybe cut something from California.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, hey, pa- Pablo, my secret mission. I've been telling Ile for. Like two and a half years, I I think like ten years from now, maybe fifteen years from now, her <laughs> and her future husband and her family are going to be are going to be splitting are going to be splitting time between Los Angeles and yeah, Guadalajara maybe. or Los Angeles. Well, and- you already well you are already have a pretty a pretty,
2: uh, a, a pretty <laughs> easy commute. I mean, I think there are like five or eight flights a day, right, between Guadalajara and Los Angeles? Yeah, and maybe, we, are, I mean, it, we are pretty connected. Yeah.
1: Pablo, it was sí. a pleasure to have you here. We are really, Muchísima really glad. Gracias. And before we go, where we can find you in in social media?
2: Well, you can find me uh, on I I won't recommend my Facebook page, please know. Uh But <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but, but you can find me on Twitter. I'm I'm pretty <laughs> professional over there. And okay. The Twitter is uh, P. Shimaneth. It's Shimaneth with an X, which is a pretty ancient way of writing Jimenez in Spanish so it's P-X-I-M-E-N-E-Z
1: nice
0: awesome
2: (laughs) and please don't
1: forget to read uh, (laughs) Pablo in El País because he has a great piece of articles that are out there and I think it will come more but don't forget to follow him there too Muchísimas gracias, Pablo. Awesome. Me Muchísimas que gracias, Leana.
2: Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, big hugs. This was awesome.